Hello, everybody. Chris here with another live Q&A. Uh, this is on both Facebook and YouTube. So if you write in the comments, I will get them and then answer those comments. Um, while we're waiting for comments to come in, uh, one thing that's recently been going on is I have traveled up to Wisconsin to keep an eye on Aquila. I brought Kobuk with me. Uh, Linnea is currently overseas traveling with her mom. And she'll be back in less than a week. So I'll just be hanging out in Wisconsin. Um, while I was back home, there is a piece of land that we've been renting ever since I was a little kid. It was like four or $500 a year or so. And it was along a lake. The um, original owners passed away and their children decided to sell it. So a piece of land that is part of my earliest childhood memories Um it's probably it actually it did sell, um, but we don't know what's going to happen with it. We don't know if they're going to clear it all out and put houses in because it's prime real estate. Um, we don't know if they're just going to up the rent to multiple thousands per year now. It's just kind of up in the air. So before I left Indiana, I made it a point to head out there in the minibus and potentially have my very last night. It's just called the lake at the lake. It's been that's the so the family's called it ever since. And I think it was just a, uh, like I slept absolutely horrible that night. And I don't know if it was just a lot on my mind or if it was just kind of the realization of a lot of, a lot of unchangeable things happening in life to where you can't go back. Um, for example, a relative passed away. Um, while I was back home and it's like not trying to be Debbie Downer here on this Sunday evening, but, um, it's like playing poker. Like it's something I took for granted since I was a little kid, like having people there to play poker with now with one cousin leaving and that family member passing away. Now we don't have enough to play poker. And that relates to the land as to all those times that I took for granted out there in that place. It was my one connection to, nature really with, with the family. But I'm saying all that, um, in the larger scope that, you know, I, I think it was very evident to that point to the only way to have any type of security at all is to own land. And, you know, you can hope for the best you can rent, you know, you can go over the pros and cons of renting, but it really drove home the importance of having a piece of land that's yours it's not part of some HOA that doesn't have some sort of covenant. You own it outright, even if you have to be out in the middle of nowhere. Um, I think that is put um, one aspect for sure is the idea of non-permanence in life, but also just the only stability you can have is owning a piece of dirt. That's yours. Thanks for joining everybody. Hello. So if you do have any questions, digital nomad life, tiny home living, vans, camper vans, all that stuff. I just wanted to start with that because it's something that I have been reminded. Like I see it a lot, people looking for land and people wanting land and the reasons for that. And for me, myself, wanting land for business and personal use. And Linnea is of the same mindset, um, just having something solid because that is not permanent. It could be taken away at any time if you're just renting. But other than that, 
just hanging out here in Wisconsin, getting ready to head back out west. We're probably going to do Colorado for a bit. And then we are going to probably head to southern Utah and be there throughout the winter. I probably will head down to Schoolypalooza this, uh, I think it's late January this year. So we'll be in Arizona for a little bit doing that because I'll be filming for Tiny Home Tours. And then next spring into summer, I believe we are going to try and do Idaho and just spend all summer in Idaho because we spent most of this summer once we finally got back out west in Wyoming, which has quickly become one of my favorite states. There's so many beautiful small towns in Wyoming up in the mountains, fishing, hiking, outdoor recreation, public land everywhere out there. I love it so much. But like I said before, if you have any questions, I just wanted to hop on. It's been a while since I did a live video. I think it's been two weeks now, but now that we are gearing up to get back on the road, I'm going to be um, posting videos again, doing podcasts with Linnea. It's just hard when we're apart and when I'm just hanging out in Indiana doing any type of vlogs. I don't think anybody necessarily wants to see Indiana, but I did record a uh, video of that potential last night camping at the land that we were renting for years and years and years. Um, just kind of some images out there, some drone footage and Cobes and I just hung out there, had a fire, cooked dinner and just tried to enjoy it out there. Melissa Sellers, you two are cute together. Thank you very much, Bob. Hope everyone has smashed the like button. Thanks bud. Yep. I'm excited for Linnea to get back from overseas. We are going to um, Paul. Thank you. Um, yeah, we haven't traveled together in a long time because I had to go back to Indiana and she stayed in Utah for a little bit and then she came back here. So we haven't seen each other in about a month, you know, FaceTime and everything, but that doesn't really count. Um, Sherry Bell, I wish I could afford a tiny home. Why are they so expensive? So it depends on what type of tiny home that you get. Um, everything has its pros and cons, of course. If you want to get a gooseneck tiny home, 35 foot, new build, those things are super expensive. 180 up to $200,000, I see them sometimes. School buses are the same way. Ever since COVID hit, prices on tiny homes and bus conversions and everything has definitely gone up. You know, just the cost of labor, the cost of materials has gone up as well, but also just the demand. A lot more people are interested in the lifestyle and wanting to do it, which drives up the price a pretty crazy amount. But really, when it boils down to it, you know, you there are different options. You can get an older RV at a decent price, but then you run the risk of major mechanical issues or the internal systems not being up to par and that causing issues. So... It is expensive, but once you get a system set up, especially if you don't travel that much, it is very affordable. Java Junkie. You think you guys will ever head up to Canada? Yeah, so the plan is one day to head up to Alaska for the summer, um, and then we'll obviously be going through Canada for that, BC and Yukon. I absolutely love driving through the Yukon Territory. Um, BC is absolutely beautiful, too. Um, so that's definitely on the docket. We just got to get our plans sorted and make sure we can make it up there and 
have the time and all that good stuff. Just with the winter off grid, when we lived in the school bus for the winter, it just pushed us back. And then we went to Florida and we had some family stuff pop up and just got delayed. So maybe the summer after this upcoming summer. Big rolling home. Good evening. Uh, Stephanie, I live in Indiana. See it every day. Admire you too. Thank you. Yeah, Indiana will always be home, but I do love the road. Sarah, where did you and Linnea get the names of your rigs? So Linnea's is Togo, which is um, after a Alaska sled dog. So you might have heard about Balto and the medicine run in Alaska. Um, Togo did like 85 to 90 percent of the trip. And Balto finished the last 10% and got all the praise. So it's an homage to uh, Togo, the sled dog that did most of the work but didn't get uh, any of the praise. And the rig I'm in right now, the mini bus, it's called the Feather Bus or Zep 3. Uh, Led Zeppelin's my favorite band. So um, the camper van I had was Zep 1. The school bus that I built is Zep 2, and that little guy is Zep 3. So it's just named after Led Zeppelin. Pamela, how do you get water out of it? Do you have to drill for a well? Um, I, I think you're talking about land. Yeah, typically um, you have to drill a well for land. The spot where we're at right now, or the lake that I was referring to earlier in Indiana, they do have a spigot um, down the road a little bit. So you just go to the spigot, and I believe that's on a well. Uh, big rolling home. Can you take the ferry to Alaska with a really heavy vehicle? You can, but it will cost so much. Like it would be cheaper to buy four Canadian dollars a liter diesel than to take that ferry. I think for Zep one, when we did the ferry one year, I think it was $1,600 for a 19 foot vehicle. And that's sleeping on the deck. That's not even getting a room. So just had a tent on the deck of the ferry. It is very expensive. And honestly, I really enjoyed the trip. Like I love driving through backcountry Canada. Sherry, you're welcome. Maggie, how's it going? Uh, Caroline, have you guys ever been over to the UK? So I have three times now been to the UK. Um, more, most recently went over to Ireland. Um, but I did the trip before that uh, did um, Scotland and where did, where else did we go? Scotland and that might've been Ireland too. Um, so yeah, been, been there a couple times. Uh, did London back when I was studying abroad back in like 2006. Um, so been to the UK a couple times. Um, D Togo. That is an interesting fact. Thank you. You're very welcome. Paul, thanks for joining, bud. Uh, Melissa, uh, when y'all come to Oklahoma. So I actually just drove through Oklahoma to get back to Indiana. Um, Went through Wyoming, through Oklahoma, 
um, through a little bit of Missouri, then in, into Illinois, then Indiana. I actually like like driving through Oklahoma. Tons of great uh, public land spots out there. Um, Trish, missing Linnea's birthday must suck. Not, not really, because I know she's over there having a good time, and I have stuff planned for when she gets back. So we're going to hang out when she gets back. So I'm excited to celebrate her birthday, and I don't think she's a huge birthday person to begin with. So got lots of ton- fun stuff planned for when she gets back. James, are you going to let Zep2 collect dust right away? What's the dealio? So Zep2 is actually at the shop in Kansas. I'm part of a shop there, Dark Wolf Artisans. And uh, the bus is being used for videographers and editors that come into the shop to film. So in November through January, there will be a married couple living in the bus. So it's right now it's serving as a mobile dwelling that stays in one spot for the team to further the business. Pamela, first time here. Kind of see your tiny home. I'm thinking about doing this, but permanent. I think it's permanent land. So I guess you can kind of see it. There's the mini bus I'm in right now. So just a little four window. Linnea likes to do backcountry stuff. So we've been doing a lot of backcountry camping and hiking and forest service roads to where the 40 foot bus would not make it at all be down the side of a mountain by now so been doing that janet hi from liverpool awesome thanks for watching and following crystal i'm in southern indiana but dream of being able to travel one day i love watching both of you awesome i hope you do it it's definitely one of those things to where there's never going to be a perfect time there is never going to be a perfect time to hit the road uh d how's pokemon collecting going good Taking a little hiatus, um, basically just trying to find them at garage sales now. I'm not going to buy any new ones for the time being, but really where the real rarity and the fun comes from is going to garage sales or estate sales and they have a big binder. And then if you know the cards and what to look for, you can make a killing. Bolster your collection in a big way. Matthew Swindles. If you were to start today as a digital nomad what line of work would you go for um so that's a loaded question matthew because it really depends on what you're into and what you can see yourself doing because with digital nomad work there is there's a boss but there's nobody that's going to be in the office with you there's nobody keeping tabs on you besides your performance so say for example you like numbers um i how about this let's say you hate numbers you absolutely hate numbers, but the the remote job that you found is just inputting numbers all day in addition of subtracting and some sort of financial thing, but you hate it, but it's what you can do for money. You're going to hate your life. Um, but for me personally, I don't mind being on the laptop all day. I like creating things. So for example, if I were to start the digital nomad life, I would 100% become an editor. There is a massive demand for editors. A lot of people are creators, but they don't have time to edit. And, you know, a good editor on a team will be busy all the time. It's good pay. Uh, You can go on Upwork. It might take a little bit to get started, especially if you don't have any experience. But, you know, having a good body of sample work and the willingness to work 
being an editor, like a video editor, uh, would absolutely kill right now. Massive, massive demand for good editors. You can also check out, I always put this in the comments, remote.co, flexjobs.com. Um, really, when it boils down to it, it's, it's what you're going to enjoy doing, like what you can see yourself doing all day because you're going to need that self-starting uh, mentality with this. But for me personally, I would uh, learn how to edit, practice editing, start getting your body to work together and get after it. Um, oops. I don't know how to say your name. I apologize. Alfie, where did you get Kobuck's name? And have you had any other animals in the past? I love Cobes. Yep, he's a good boy. So Kobuck is an Athabascan name from Alaska. Spent five summers up in Alaska. And... Um, he's either going to be Yukon after the Yukon territory or Kobuk after Alaska and first got him. He responded to Kobuk and that's where his name came from. And I did have a dog before him, um, Searcy. She was my aunt's dog. And she, when I did my very first van trip back in 2010, um, she was with me and yeah, she was a good, good girl, but she got hip dysplasia. She was a Husky. So have Cobes now. Trish coming to Texas soon. Maybe. I have no idea what this uh, February, March will look like. We're still getting that figured out. Caroline, I'm in Wells. Scotland has stunning scenery too. You live in a beautiful part of the world for sure. Love watching you guys. You have inspired me to get my own band. Awesome. So I actually have a story about van life in Scotland. When I was over there, I rented a van and it was on the right hand side and it was a manual. And I came so close to wrecking that thing so many times. Like when I dropped it off at the rental place after I was done, it was a weight off my shoulders. Like I would literally have to prep, like psych myself up before I drove. Because for those that don't know, a regular van here is easy to maneuver. Plenty of space. The roads are massive. Parking lots are massive. Over there, you get to some of those backcountry Scotland roads. It is like one lane. And then just trying to back up with a manual in a van that's big. Like there were times to where I thought I was going to fall off into a lake. No joke, but it was absolutely beautiful up there. Um, big ruling home. If I were to become a digital nomad, I'd not study aerospace engineering, then go into software. I wouldn't work in telecom or security. Yeah. I mean, hindsight's always twenty twenty, right? Um, you know, I met this couple when I was in Alaska one time, they were traveling through and I was struggling trying to find a job like the digital nomad lifestyle. Like this was 2013, 2014. So it wasn't as prevalent as it is today. And I was like, man, I really wish I would have done digital marketing or I would have done something that was, um, more conducive to the lifestyle. Cause I have a material, engineering degree which you have to be at a factory all day like it served no purpose for digital nomad life and the husband of the married couple didn't really he wasn't really talking that much and he just stopped and he's like listen man the past is gone there's no reason sitting here whining about it the future you future's not guaranteed like you know that old that old saying you get hit by a bus 
right when you walk out of this bar. And he said, the only thing you have is the present. And that was a big mindset shift because, yeah, I can go back to school and get that degree if I wanted to. I could start my own business if I wanted to. So, yeah, in the digital nomad life, there is that startup period where it's going to be tough. And I think that's where a lot of people fail. They think it's going to be easy or they hope it's easy. But you got a good year of really pushing and trying to figure it out. But don't worry about the past. If you don't have the skills, learn the skills. If you don't have the mentality, then if you want this lifestyle bad enough, you'll you'll get the mentality. So that's just uh, something to think about. Pamela, have you watched Hannah Dugan? I have not. I spend no time on YouTube. Um, for example, like dealing in tiny homes and interviews and podcasts and filming tours. By the time it's like eight, and I'm just like kind of scrolling through social media. The last thing I want to see is like van life context. It's what I've been doing all day. Like on mine, it's like cars and self-motivation. That is my entire social media that pops up organically because it's like what I interact with. And I have not seen her, but I'll check her out. So we're coming up to 22 minutes. I'll answer a couple more Um couple more questions and I'm going to hop off here. Got to make a couple more calls tonight. Barbara, I really love watching your adventures. I really think that when Linnea shows her joy and frustrations because it shows the reality of living on the road, please keep sharing. Yeah, we're both, uh, we're both of that mindset. There's definitely the, uh, the people out there that do scripts and you can tell that they're just kind of acting for social media or they're fake dancing and smiling that stuff drives me nuts. And I think it's, it is what it is. It, it gets results for them, but uh, that is definitely not my ball game. And that is something that I will never do. Uh, but yeah, I appreciate that. Ice greetings from Sweden. Matthew, you're very welcome. Norland is Alaska of the Scandinavia. Nice. Yes, man, I'm butchering names today. Yiso Hardy logged off from corporate life and you can make it work with seasonal easily. Yeah, there is the option digital nomad life. You don't have to necessarily be on your laptop and working there. There's work camping spots to where you get paid 15, 20 bucks an hour and you just watch the campground and check people in or answer their questions. Um, I'll put another comment in. Uh, vagajobs.com, which is centered on um, in-person remote work. So you show up for a season, you work, and then once that season's done, then you are out. That's what I did before I made the digital nomad life work. I had experience behind the bar, so I was bartending, barbacking. I would show up in Panama City, Florida, work spring break month, month and a half, have six to $7,000 in my bank account and have a good time while I was there. Um, you know, I was back in my early days, back in my early twenties, but you know, there's, there's plenty of options out there. I'll answer one more question next on the list. And I got to hop off here. I really have to make some calls. I, I apologize. I was hoping I was planning on being in here 20 minutes, 24 now. 
And I'm, I'm reading all your comments. I'm, I'm reading them, but I'm looking for a question specifically. Hey, hey, Kobuk, down. Kobuk, down. Keela, down. Dogs are on a leash. Now I'm running out in the road. Carl, what's up? Karen, 60 days full time. Congratulations. That's awesome. Carl? No, I have not. Hope I never do. If you try it, let me know. Well, it looks like all the questions. There's the question, Shane. Waffles or pancakes? Pancakes with peanut butter and syrup. That's where it's at. And Pamela, here's the pups. Always get that backwards. There we go. Kobe's and Aquila. All right, everybody. Thanks for hopping on. Hope everybody enjoys the rest of your Sunday evening. All right, last question here. Um, Cinnamon, I finally caught you on live. I've always wanted to ask if you'd consider allowing another person. <laughs> That's hilarious. Cinnamon and Caro are the same people. That's awesome. <laughs> Have a good one, guys. See ya.